Hello, welcome to the World Cafe Podcast. This podcast has been designed with curated content that centers on the power of words. Can we really do anything without speaking? Can we really do anything without the agency of words? Yes, that is what this podcast is all about. And I am your host, Amakri Isobwe, your neighborhood word trader. I believe in the power of words, for it is the unit of creation. I trade in words to profit my world. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good everything. How are you all doing? Beautiful. I'm doing super, super well. Mm, We're back. We're into that space, the World Cafe Live Show. And we are back, you know, like we normally do it. We come in here to lean on one another's experience and forge a positive path. How are you? Beautiful. I know you are doing pretty well. Yes, what are we going to be doing today? You're wondering. Is there on the screen? I mean, I'm privileged to have this amazing, amazing personality by the name Graham Brown. He's been within the space of storytelling, podcasting, and corporate podcasting, content creation, and what have you. He's been there. We can call him more or less a guru in that space. And he's, I mean, coming into the studio today to share with us his experience, what it's been like over this period, you know. Come on, strap on your seatbelt. You know how we do it. We're going to go on a ride, a beautiful ride. I'm going to bring him on now. I know you want to see him like I want to see him too. And that is Graham Brown. Hi, Graham. Hey, Amakri. Thank you. Yeah. How far? How far? That's my... But I've been practicing some oh. Nigerian. I tried. Oh, I did some research, but I found out there's about twenty different ways of saying hello in Nigerian. So exactly, I, I just... twenty different ways, but they come on. <laughs> it's just what you just said now. How far? And when how you say far? how far, we're going to respond. I did now. I did. You know what's up? How your side? What did they happen? And that's how we say it. You know, like right. Nice. <laughs> I like that. I like ah, good. I like that. So where are you at now? I'm in Singapore, so yeah, oh. just uh, here we are in Southeast Asia. Okay. The, the, the little red dot, as they call Singapore, a small city, mm. six million people. My, my, good. So what's the weather like? Raining, sunny? Or... Uh, it's probably like your uh, rainy season, right? So we, yeah. it's, it's hot and we, we have a, a wet season and then we have a wetter mm-hmm. season. So that's kind of how it works here but yeah it's good i like it i enjoy it it's tropical Mm, just just like we have it here in nigeria presently like you said it's it's raining you know like since on monday it's been raining and raining you know and you know we just we we get used to it and uh you know you have to go out there and do your business and all that so before we kick start this this amazing session i want to know who is graham brown because i did some reading here and there and uh, amazing amazing facts I, get, I mean I got to find out about you but I want to hear it from you who is Graham Brown okay that's a good question I'm a storyteller that's mm. what I've been doing for many years and that's why it's, it's great to be here because I know you touch on areas of storytelling and obviously the yeah. word mm-hmm. the, the power of the spoken word the belief exactly. in stories 
You know, I've been telling stories and I'm helping people tell stories because, you know what, Amakri, we've been telling stories for thousands of years mm -hmm. as, as a species, right? And mm -hmm. stories bring us together, they give us purpose, and yes. suddenly we find ourselves in this digital world, but we're still mm -hmm. telling stories in different ways, exactly. whether it's like you and I... You know, telling we'll tell some stories today i'm sure right mm -hmm. you know whether it's about the weather or somebody's personal journey right we're still telling stories and that, i think that's a very core part of being a human being so i see myself mm -hmm. as a storyteller and helping people with that mm -hmm. skill oh beautiful so when, when did you really discover this about you know storytelling when did you discover that uh well i was one of those kids that my mom would you know slap me and say hey stop telling stories you know that's the that's the first thing you learn and when mm -hmm. you go to school you remember what it was like at school stop telling stories that was a bad thing right mm. it was almost like you're making things up you're, you're twisting the truth so at an mm. early stage i love telling stories i was fascinated by yeah. books and stories of all different forms but at a later stage in life when i got in to the world of work I found mm. I, I really what I discovered on Macri was I discovered the difference between if you share information with yeah. a story and without a story if you just share data or yeah. data plus a story it's a very different outcome I, at the time I was I had a research company selling uh, data to telecoms yeah. companies with 20, 20 plus years ago yeah. and I found that I would, they would buy our research and I would go and do these presentations mm -hmm. to these companies and all the data was great it was the best data out there mm -hmm. right the best data in the world all, all different mm -hmm. markets we covered everything from Nigeria to you know Europe to US etc I'd present this data and people just didn't connect with it and I really mm -hmm. struggled with it and only when I started turning that data into stories So I would actually, okay. rather than tell a story about, you know, mobile ownership in Nigeria, 50% mm. of under 35-year-olds have mm. a mobile phone. Nobody really connected with that. Mm. I started focusing on the story. So there was this young kid called Amakri, and he had a mobile phone, mm. and this is what he did with it, right? And when mm. they started getting into the stories, people changed. And we see this everywhere, don't we? We see it in business where people present data to teams yeah. we see yeah. it when people are raising money right for ngos causes yeah. right you know they don't talk about yeah. you know so many million people starving they always talk about this one kid don't they you you adopt a kid in this country rather than mm -hmm. donate a lot of money to mm. a cause so yeah. that's how i discovered it i discovered what it was like if you didn't do that yeah and that's why i was forced into this pathway And to discover what storytelling was all about and why it was important. Beautiful. You know, I got I, I, one time on my show, I, I, I had this uh, personality. His name is Flo Akinbi. He's somewhere in Dubai. He's into communication, you know, and all that. And what you just said now about data collection and presentation without the storytelling is like something, a dead doornail or something. You know, people don't relate with it. So he actually you know, said something similar to what you have just said. You, you, you don't just go out there and throw the data in front of the people and all that, but there should be a way of communicating. He's a communication expert, actually. There should be a way of mm. communicating this data as in to, the, to your audience, letting them connect with it exactly like you said it. But now, 
how do you get the humanity behind the data? How do you get the humanity? Because that's what you just said now. For me to connect with that story, there is this humanity you bring into it. How do you do that? Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. How do you create that connection? Well, I think the good news is is that we've been telling stories for thousands of years, and therefore, the stories we tell are all kind of similar. Mm. So you know, if you look at movies, if you look at books, if you look at religious texts, if you look at any sort of cultural narrative that we tell, it tends yeah. to fall into one of seven, maybe eight or nine different formats. There tends to be very similar patterns throughout time. Now, mm-hmm. I'll give you some examples. And this is like Please how do. you find the stories and humanity in data. You know, when Steve Jobs launched the iPhone, when he stood in front of the Macworld crowd and 2006 and introduced the iPhone. He didn't stand up and say, I've got a really good phone here. He mm-hmm. didn't say that. That's what we would do, isn't it? You know, I've got a phone. Yeah. I want to show how great it is. Look at the interface and so on. What he did was he used a format which is used for thousands of years and it's called the accidental hero narrative. You know, you think about how many movies start with that kind of scene where, you know, he didn't choose to be here at this time. The world chose him. He sort of accidentally became the hero in this narrative. And Steve Jobs uses that narrative mm-hmm. very cleverly in launching the iPhone. If you look at it, you can see it on YouTube. He presents the bad guy who is the mobile phone industry. Mm-hmm. You know, these are people who design phones with buttons. You remember those? Like Blackberry and all those kind of Nokia phones yeah. with buttons. He sort of presented Blackberry. all these bad designs. Nokia. Yeah. All, all that stuff from the day. And he sort of presented it and he said, like, this is the bad guy, the antagonist in the story. He didn't use those words, but he presented imagery we really understood. And then, you yeah. know, who's going to save us? You know, who's going to bring the world back to normal? Well, Apple, of course. You know, they were drawn into this. They didn't want to launch a phone they were forced to launch a phone because they couldn't sit back and watch bad design take over. So that's an example of using humanity. And we see that everywhere. We see it, for example, when if you're a business owner and you're raising money, the accidental hero narrative is very popular to be used. Mm -hmm. And there are many of these different formats and tropes which are used in culture, fairy tales, movies. And once you start examining them, you see, actually, wow, that really looks like what somebody's used here and what somebody's used here. And this is the really interesting part, Amakri, is that yeah. when we think about how do I engage a, an audience with story, we always think, I've got to create an amazing story. I've really got to wow them, knock their socks off, right? But the reality mm. is, is that the best stories are stories we've already heard. Now, think about that, is that pretty yeah. much every Hollywood Nollywood, Bollywood mm-hmm. movie that yeah. you've seen, right? All, has a all very the fam- They're all familiar, right? They, they have very familiar yeah. characters. Like the bad yeah. guy, I'm sure. In a Nollywood movie, I'm sure the bad guy looks like a bad guy in pretty much most Nollywood movies, right? And the same exactly. in Bollywood. Exactly, right? yeah. And you, you probably think, well, that's not original. But the point is, is that we want familiar. 
we want the familiar story because、mm. we are used to it and we enjoy it. We don't like the unfamiliar. We're scared as a group of people. We're scared of what we don't know. So what stories do is they take the unknown and they turn it into the known. And that's what we've been doing for thousands of years. Where you're telling stories about, oh, why is there a big thunderstorm? You know, you can imagine thousands、mm. of years ago, lightning. People were scared.、Mm. You tell、mm. a story about it. You know, why are the crops failing? Well, tell、mm. a story about it. So、mm. all of that really has been used by us as a species for thousands of years to help people make sense of the world. And the、mm. great news is, even in the digital world, whether you're doing podcasts, launching an app. Whatever it may be, or just、mm-hmm. engaging a team that you're leading, you can、mm-hmm. look to these stories, find these formats that work, and adapt them. Just change the characters. The character could be a mobile phone. The character could be a brand. The character could、mm-hmm. be a vaccine. You know, whatever it is、mm-hmm. you want to use as a hero,、mm-hmm. and you can use that to engage people and use that main line to their conscious, their subconscious. And that's how they will engage with the story. Beautiful, beautiful. Now you you you've been in the corporate podcasting space for a while now. What, 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 I mean, t- tell me, what has it been like in terms of reception?、Uh, because back here in Nigeria, you know, podcasting is something still growing. You know, growing compared to the US and、uh, Europe and、uh, the, the likes. So, what has it been like? The reception for you,、uh, corporate podcasted. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course their newest novels? Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of the Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books. Craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts, or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. Yeah, it's a good question. It's、uh, early days. You know,、um, you think about、okay. where you are in Nigeria. You are. On this trajectory, just as we are in Singapore and people are in the U.S., you imagine、mm. this curve, and everybody kind of follows that curve and has、mm. similar patterns. And some countries are early on the curve, you know. Some countries maybe later on the curve, like for example the U.S. or Korea, very advanced in corporate podcasting.、Yeah. So to me, it reminds because I, you know, twenty years of being in the mobile phone business. I remember、mm. in the early days, people said, "No, no, no, mobile phones too small. They will never work, you know, and they will never work in my country." That's what people were saying. I remember、yeah. them saying that in the U.S. in the late '90s. I was there presenting, and、mm. Americans told me, "You know, cell phones would never work here." And I was like, "Why?"、Well, I've seen young people in markets like Japan using cell phones. And、yeah. I know that that's coming here soon because young people in Japan, young people in America, and Nigeria—they're all very similar. They all have similar、very. needs, so it's coming here soon. And it did. And Nigeria, same—one of the biggest markets in the world for mobile phones, right?、So、yeah, right. 
it's an early day, early stage, um, but I think we'll all kind of. Fo- I would say that the f- it's a bit like internet adoption. Mm-hmm. You know, some countries are a bit slower, but in time, pretty much every company will have a podcast. Beautiful. Now, that what you just said now takes us to the next question: Why? Why should I, as an organization or a corporation, want? want to podcast why why should i do that Mm. yeah it depends on my career if you are a small company individual like an author a thought leader consultant Mm. small startup that's one group of people Mm -hmm. and then there are large corporations like banks management consultancies government agencies and so on with the first group let's say you know let's say you and i we are authors or startup founders or individual entrepreneurs yeah. the best way today to get into podcast and why you should do it is looking at guesting on podcasts right okay because it's hard work building a podcast as you and i both know building an audience yeah. is hard work but if somebody's done the hard work for you then that makes life a lot easier. And so therefore, the reason why you should think about doing it, it really two reasons. One is because it's probably the most effective way to meet people. And that yeah. is a very powerful business development tool. Yeah. You know, think if I said to you, um, how much is it worth for you? How much value to your business would it be to get in front of a hundred buyers in your industry? You'd be, oh, yeah, I'll do that. You know, that's a lot of money, potentially, a lot of value. A hundred buyers and have one hour with them, right? Now, if you yeah. think about the, how difficult that is today, you know, phone calls, emails, meetings. But if you could do that, if you could sit with that person and have a deep conversation yeah. and really connect, not a coffee, you know, we have a coffee, you mm. forget. Years to come, people ask, hey, Macri, who's that Graham Brown guy? Like, I don't, don't remember. Exactly. Yeah. Somebody I had a coffee with. <laughs> but you'll never, we'll, we'll never forget this podcast. Like, you know, we connected, we had a chat. That will yeah. be on the internet for years and years to come. So True. the answer to your question, why, is because it, it's an extremely powerful way of scaling your business across different markets into different mm sectors and have conversations with people at scale what a great business development tool that is a great way to build a funnel especially if you're in b2b or services that's that's the small company for the big companies it's a little bit different but it's still the underlying factor is how do you create conversations at scale how do you humanize your brand how do you create connections with your network and your people how do you showcase your work How do you create conversations that matter with people who care? These are all really important for large businesses now. People want to know, you know what's, your, what's your CEO's view on diversity? What's your business's you know, attitude towards the environment or climate change, right? People want to know, you know, do you have ethical trade practices? People want to know these things, right? right. And the reality is today, This is the important part for all of this. The reality is today that people follow people, not brands. Mm. And this is what we're waking up to, Amakri, is that so much of business is built around brands, but people don't care about brands. They care Mm -hmm. about the people of those brands. Who is is that person? What do they know? know, My experience of the brand is through you. 
Right? Mm. And how you interact yeah. with me. If, if you're not nice to me, it's not uh, my experience with the brand doesn't it's not going to be a good experience, right? But if, if we interact, I think, hey, I really like this Amakri guy, right? Mm. That's going to create a really positive experience with the brand. So how can sure. I do that at scale through podcasts? So I think that's really important. You know, that it's a great way to unlock the human potential and those mm. conversations within your organization that are happening every single day. Mm. Now, humanizing your product I was listening to a podcast uh, that was today, yes, and it's on human resources HR now. And uh, the guest on the show was like, a lot of us, a good number of us, don't like the word HR. That's human resource. Mm. We rather look at it from the people perspective. You mm. don't see me like a resource, like an asset or something but rather look at me as a human being and you deploy more or less my uh, talent or whatever. So listening to you, see, people connect more with people. You humanize a product, not necessarily the brand. I mean, that just came back to me now. And it's like, mm. what, are, what are you selling? Not just a product, you're selling you're selling would I use the word correctly? Humanity. Like, I can connect to this. This is not just like one inanimate theme, you know, but I can connect with what this person is saying or what he or she is presenting. So I am going for the humanity behind the brand or in the brand, not necessarily just the brand for the brand. Now, mm. you said something about guesting. That, that's one difficult aspect when it comes to podcasting guesting how do i go about my guesting hmm. and what is That's guesting all about gotcha so guesting is where like i'm doing now i'm i'm a guest on your podcast my career i'm speaking yeah. to your listeners right so you you have a community mm -hmm. of people around you built around the word cafe and your themes your ideas and it's a little bit different to mine, which is going to be the case because your personal brand and my personal brand are different with different people, right? Different personalities. What I can do by connecting with you is connect with your audience. And some of them, maybe some of you people listening today, you, you connect with me through this. And maybe some people think, no, 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 that's not me. But that's the point. That's the great thing about guesting mm. is I get to speak to other people's audiences. And maybe some of those audiences become my audience as well. You know, in podcasting, one plus one equals three, right? It's not like I'm taking an audience away. It's like, you know, our, our networks are coming together effectively, right? So some of my audience will see this, listen to this and think, hey, I really love yeah. what Amakri's doing, right? So we're helping each other out because we're creating, we're, we're connecting exactly. to potentially aligned audience. So that's what guesting does. It's really getting out there finding podcasts that match your themes your talking points and then creating yeah. that connection and getting on the podcast and and not selling you know it's like you just said mm. that people buy the humanity right if i came on here and pitched it would be awful you know what kind of conversation is that but we're having mm. a conversation here right and i think that that's what somebody would say yeah i like that's this guy Maybe I want to go and check him out. They'll go and check out the backstory and then maybe they'll follow me. Mm -hmm. Right? That's how it works yeah. now these days. Right. right. 
right? Amazing. You're not peaching, but rather we're having a conversation here. And it's like, like this conversation we're having all, my audience, your audience, they listen and they begin to see things from different perspective or a better perspective. Like, would I say, a hybrid, you know, mm-hmm. creating a hybrid of ideas with respect to giving concepts and uh, patterns. It's like, okay, fine. I heard Graham on that show. I heard Macri on that show. And this was what they said. Okay, fine. We can put this together and like mm, create something unique, something new out there. Now, on the front burner in the corporate world today, we talk about things like diversity, um, mm. ESGs, and just what have you. And recently, I saw, I think that was the EU, the Uni- I mean, the European U- Union, they had a podcast. And I mm. also saw the World Bank put up a, a podcast. And I, I went to, to listen, and one of them, they were talking about uh, inflation, economics, and I was like, before now, we read about these things on newspapers, you hear it on the mainstream media, what has informed these corporations or these organizations to more or less create a podcast? What has informed them? And I'm asking you that question now. What do you mm-hmm. think is behind them you know, breaking into this podcasting uh, world? It could be a number of things. They are going to be a number of factors why they did okay. it right now. But ultimately, underneath it, Amakri, is there really is no alternative for them to communicate. And they need to communicate. Without communication, they don't exist. You know, these companies spend billions of dollars on comms, PR, communication. And they need to communicate Mm. for a number of reasons as well. Like, they need to communicate because they need to talk to stakeholders, you know, these. If you're the World Bank, you have a lot of stakeholders in your community, right? They, those could not just people in the financial community, but you have decision makers in government and NGOs, and etc. Yeah. Right? Uh, economists and authorities, authors, everybody. You need to talk to these people. How can you yeah. talk to these people now? Yeah. Like, we don't have events like we used to. Yeah. People don't travel to conferences like they used to. People don't read white papers. You can't send emails and get people. We, we don't have captive or we used to have captive audiences, right? Do you remember in those days where you could send an email and people read it? Like, like in companies, like internal emails, that doesn't happen anymore. Or a company could mm. get all its people. They could fly their people to an island and say, right, we're going to have an event with all these people. It doesn't work anymore. We don't have captive audiences. So the point is, is that audiences have choice. Their attention is extremely valuable now and it's stretched. You know, that word attention, it actually comes from the same. Mm -hmm. This is the word cafe. So let's do some words. So the word attention, it comes from Latin in English. It comes from Latin and it comes from the word tendere and tendere Mm. in Latin is the same as the tendon in your arm you know the the bit of the muscle Mm. 
in your arm, not the but joins the muscle to the bone, and that's、mm. the bit that stretches the muscle. So, yeah, yeah the, the, the the so tension by nature is actually stretched,、mm-hmm. and that's the reality. It's it's stretched so thin today for the audiences. That's why the World Bank or any organization cannot rely on existing or old school communications because. These people aren't paying attention to them anymore.、Mm. And think about that word as well: pay. We pay attention, right?、Anymore. We don't give attention. We pay attention. That's a really conscious choice of words in English because it shows、mm-hmm. that attention is valuable. It has a cost to us. If I, if so, you,、yeah. the listener, are listening to me, you're paying attention to me. You are paying to listen, right? Think about that. You're paying with your、yeah. time and your attention. That's why companies need it, because attention is the biggest cost in modern communication. And if you have people's attention, you're a leader. You're a thought leader by default. You don't have to、mm, be an MBA.、Right. You don't have to be、mm. an expert. You just have to have attention.、Mm. That's why there's a war、mm. for attention now, right? And it comes back、mm. to podcasting as a great way to connect and hold people's attention in a very, you know, in a very informative way, an educational way, and it's not salesy. So that's one of the major reasons why these companies are doing podcasts. And I think, you know, from the human resources side as well, if you think about that, Amakuru, that、yeah. how much do these companies、mm-hmm. spend on hiring and retaining talent? You know, we're talking billions, hundreds of billions, getting the best people and keeping、mm. them. Now, what is the best way to get new、yeah. people in human? You know, human resources traditionally is a is a gatekeeper, right? It's a risk controller in in the organisation. But increasingly, people are human resources has to think about how do we、yeah. get and reward people, not just control、yeah. them, right? So, if you're a young If you're、mm. a young change maker and you're thinking about the World Bank, what do you do? Like you, your first question you is going to be, who are these people? Who am I going to work with if I join the World Bank?、Yeah. Right? They'll go to the website about、mm-hmm. us page. Nah, it's all、mm-hmm. very corporate. The first thing they'll do is they'll go and listen to the podcast.、Mm. I guarantee, in hiring,、mm. it's probably the one of most overlooked. Underappreciated and most powerful ways to attract talent, because that is the first thing they're going to check out when they want to know who are the people inside this brand. Hmm. Beautiful. You, you, you saying this now drives my thought. As in, because I, when when I listen to the. Uh, what do you call it now? The World Bank podcast and the EU podcast. Yeah, I was just asking myself the question, this particular question I just put before you. But the answers you gave now, perfect. Because it's like, okay, I, I want to work for this organization.、Hmm. Instead of going to read tons and tons of documents, as it were, about this organization, I just pop into the podcast, you know, about them, and I.
Hey, okay, we're back. You're back, yeah. I lost you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, I lost it. Yeah, for a bit. So I, I go check out their pod. I mean, their podcast, mm. and I listen. I said, "Oh, fine." Oh wow! This 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 this, I mean, this is what I know about the organization. Wonderful, you know. You see the CEO, maybe you see the CFO, you see the uh, mm. the, the, the the HR head or something, and you listen to them. They you know talk about the organization, not just like you said a while ago, the brand. No, but the humanity, mm. the people around there, and this creates that connection, you know. And like you said, I am paying attention. Mm. There's a value. You know, there's mm. a value that comes to me, and at the same time, a value that goes to the organization because somebody just listened to us. So the likelihood for that person to like embrace our, our should I say, uh, values, what yes. we stand for, is rooftop. You know, as in the person comes and goes, takes that further step to make more inquiries about the organization. Beautifully mm. put. Beautifully put. Now. I know for the want of time because you have to catch up with other things too. What's your advice there for those organizations, you know, currently what is going on on the global scene across the world? What is your advice with respect to this universe of podcasting? What's your advice? Mm. Uh, So the key to success in podcast really uh, lies in a number of factors so uh, really starting with the end in mind what do you want this podcast to be it's always a good start you know what is the promised land that you want to create with the, the podcast that's the pitch isn't it to all the stakeholders um, yeah. firstly find yeah. somebody who will be an anchor host I think it's really important because what I find in corporations, large organizations, is often there is a sense that they need to share the hosting. And what tends to happen is if you share the hosting too much, you know, it moves around too much, the audience doesn't connect. You know, I listen yeah. to the Word Cafe because of a Macri, right? And you listen to my podcast right. because of me, not necessarily the guests. You're the guide. You're the bridge. You're the one who asks the questions exactly. for the audience. You're the, you're the one who understands the audience's pain and frustrations and the questions mm. in their mind and what True. bothers them, right? So we, right. as listeners, connect with the host, right? Not with the guest. The guest is like mm-hmm. you know, an extra person. There are three people in this conversation right now. There's Graham, Amakri, and you, the listener, right? We're sitting around this table together having a conversation and hopefully if you sort of like tune into your headphones you feel like you're there you feel that feeling yeah, connection that sound exactly. so it's so important if you if you listening sitting at the table with us today are in that situation mm-hmm. in that large organization large corporation your best starting point with that project is to identify who can be that person because if you can find that anchor that one person, they don't have to do every podcast. They can co-host, mm. they can rotate around, but they have to be a regular voice mm. in that podcast. Yeah. Without that, it's really yeah. hard to make a podcast successful long-term. All the other things like how often do I publish? How long should the pod- publishing, mm. sorry, how long should the episode be? What platforms? All of that mm. becomes secondary because it goes back yeah. again to people follow people, right? Ultimately, if I don't like the host, people. I don't care what the brand is that 
this is about. You know, if, if <laughs> you're very correct, right? You know, you could be Coca-Cola right. or whoever. You know, Disney. But if that host bugs mm. me, I'm out. Right. But if I like the host,、mm. then I want to find out about the brand. Right, the brand second. So that's、mm. so important.、Mm. They don't have to be like a radio or TV、mm. presenter. They're just somebody who is passionate about what they do and wants to create conversations. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Graham, thank you so much. I, I mean, I appreciate this opportunity. You know, for for accepting to come in. To the word cafe and share this, you 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 just gave a perspective to podcasting, and I know my audience as in they 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 will appreciate and they are appreciating it because sometimes this question just comes: Why should I? Why should I? Why should I? Why should I? And somehow somebody who has been in the space of podcasting for this number of years and、uh, bringing that fresh what I call juice, I'm presenting it before you like, hey,、yeah. listen, listen. Juice, this、man. is for you. <laughs> we got the juice. I can see we that. We got the juice. Oh, we got the juice. We got the juice. We got the juice. Whoa! I love that. Before I let you go, I'm going to ask you something about storytelling. Tell me. Your, your, best moment yet within the space of storytelling. Can you share that、oh. with us? Your best moment yet. I know you have. More moments ahead of you. Yeah, of hopefully, <laughs> I just、I、turned fifty. Yeah, my, my, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. So hopefully, there's a few more, a bit more juice left in me and my career, right?、Mm-hmm. So I haven't run out、mm-hmm. yet.、Um, mm-hmm. Best story. Shall I give you a two-minute version? Go ahead. Of, of a, Yeah. Okay. We, so we, we、right. usually call this. We usually call this in my space deep and brief. You know, deep and is, brief. It's going to be brief, but listen. Yes. All right.、Deep. Gotcha. All right. Okay. So time me out if I overdo this. All right. Okay. I want you to picture、Go、when、ahead. I started my my podcast、mm-hmm. business four years ago. It was me on my own,、um, no clients. Like we talked about early days in Singapore, people、mm. didn't have a clue why you're podcasting. This was before the pandemic, blah blah blah. You know, like people hadn't really got into、mm. podcasting. Oh, you should be doing YouTube. Nobody's going to buy a podcast. I started a business. I had no clients. I had no votes of confidence from anybody around me. So it was it was a hard time starting out. Right. Fast forward a little bit. It was Friday night. My、mm. friend took、right. me to. A hawker centre. A hawker centre in Singapore is like an open food court where average people go and eat, right?、Mm. And you know you can go and pick from food stores. So、yeah. there I am with my friend on Friday night. We're really really busy, so we grab the last table in the house and then we go and get our food. We sit down, and then this couple comes、mm. across, and they say, "Oh, can we sit there?" And I said, "Sure." I moved my bags. They put their stuff down. They went away and came back. Got their food. Everybody's kind of sitting at the same table. You know, the last one in the house. We started chatting. He asked us, "What do you do?" He asked my friend, "What do you do?" He makes medical devices. These kind of like glasses you wear.、Um, and then he started、yeah. chatting to me. What do I do? I said, "Well, I set up. I'm setting up this podcast agency. Right. I want to give people a voice. I want to bring podcasting to、mm. all these markets in the world, starting with Asia." 
he asked me a whole bunch of questions and we started chatting. He seemed really interested in it. Then I turned to him and I said, what do you do? And he said, I own an airline. And I sort of had a double take and thought, what, who is this guy? And sitting right next to me is a very (laughs) famous celebrity in Asia. He's a chap by the name of Tony Fernandez. He owns AirAsia, which is like one of the biggest airlines in Mm -hmm. Asia. He's a billionaire. He owns or part owns QPR Football Club in the UK. And he used to own a Formula One team. And I just kind of, you know what it's like when you're sitting next to somebody and they're out of context. You're like, no, that's not him. I'll just keep talking. (laughs) Anyway, so we Um. had a laugh about it. And (laughs) we chatted. We had dinner for about an hour. Now, here's the thing, Omakri. What happened was his, his assistant came up to him and said, okay, you've got to go. His private jet was waiting to fly off back to Malaysia. Mm. So I had, so here I am, no business, no money, no clients, needed investors, needed clients. And I thought, this is a real opportunity for me. What do you do? Because you have now two minutes with this guy before he's gone out of your life. You will never Mm. probably see him again. Mm. And I was thinking it through. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I had many, many options. Do I say, hey, Tony, invest in my company. I know you've got money and my company's interesting. Mm. I could have done that. I could have said to him, hey, I want AirAsia to become my first podcast client. I could have pitched him, but I did none of the above. I said to him, Tony, I really enjoyed our conversation today. I would love to do a podcast with you. And I pitched him that idea right there. And he turned around and said, I love the idea. Here's my WhatsApp number. Let's make it happen. Now, to cut the bits out Mm. of the story, get to the podcast. You can, by the way, this is on YouTube. There's there's an actual interview of me and Tony Fernandez on YouTube. You can go and check it out. It's quite yeah, it's really it relaxed. Yeah. It's nice. Got to the point, did the interview. We had an hour or more together, really got into his mm. personal story. This was is his headquarters, very casual. He's wearing t-shirt and jeans and stuff like that. And then at the end mm. of it, he said, you know, I want to start a podcast business. And I was the, the right guy for mm. it right there, right then. And he became, AirAsia became our first and best client. And that, Here's the thing about that, Amakri. I th- you started off about corporate podcasting and why you should podcast, right? And to me, that story sums it up because I could have done it so many different ways. I could have pitched him, yeah. try and close him in a deal, but I made it about mm. him and connecting with him first and creating that podcast. Him, people, and the people, the people-to-people connection. Now, that's it. That's it. In in a line. And the value of that to the business, you know, the value of that client to my company, plus also the PR value of that client, because having him as a client Mm. gave me many other clients. If it's good enough for him, it's good enough for a lot of companies, right? And so I say to people like, you know, that story tells me is that if you create that connection, go out and connect with people in your industry. Don't worry about sponsors. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about monetizing your podcast. Just go out and create that connection. Wonderful things can happen. Beautiful. I like the way you you tell your stories. Honestly, I do. You know, the the, the depth in your voice and the the passion with which you deliver it, it is you. I I, I hear you. I'm not just hearing somebody. I hear Graham there. You know, it's like you're telling that story. 
I'm happy for you, really happy. And again, I want to say thank you for doing this with me. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You know, those last words about sponsorship, monetization, and all that summed it all up. You know, sometimes we just go out there, or rather we we, we want to do something, and we put the cart before the horse. Yeah. yeah, we will put the cart before the horse. But the truth is, uh, go look for the horse. If you if you find the horse, forget about the cart, because the horse is moving. Every other thing yeah. follows. Go after the horse, and that's what I heard from that the, the, the very tiny, tiny, tiny part of. Come on, let's do. Po- let, I want to do podcast with you. Fine, and today he's about your biggest client. Amazing story. Amazing story. Thank you, thank you so much, guys. Thank you, we, We've been we've been discussing with Graham Brown. You know, you will agree with me. His story is amazing. His insight to the podcasting universe is classy. You know, and uh, every minute, every minute, I enjoyed every minute of it, and I know you did also. But you know how we do it on the show. You know, we we we, we always get to that point where we're like, ah, where the time go? But actually, mm. time we created time, and somehow what we created is now leaving us, so to say. But I want to say a very big thank you to Graham. One last word from you, Graham, before I let you go. One last word from you. Thank you. What can I say? I've really enjoyed this. I, I love your passion and enthusiasm for this. It's like really heartfelt. It's really, you know, on the on the point of like what people, what your audience connects with as well. So it's really genuine. I really enjoyed this, and I, I really enjoyed your questions thank you. as well. Thank so thank you for giving me this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, we need to run, but you know how we say it on the show: we come into the space to do what, lean on one another's experience, and forge a positive path. Honestly. Graham's path, crossing our path, just created a new, new, brilliant path. Let's see how it takes us to the next level. Till I come here again. Bye for now. Graham, what do you have to say? Yeah, let's create that path, that synergy. I love it. That's what it's all about today, connection. Thank you. yeah beautiful before we sign off i just want to encourage you yeah it's been a wonderful time and also i'd like to hear from you your feedback you know you've been listening to the world cafe podcast i would love to hear from you the feedback if you have any questions yeah you go ahead and Ask those questions. You can reach me at my email address, amakrigaribaldi at gmail.com. Amakri is A-M-A-C-H-R-E-G-A-R-I-B-A-L-D-I at gmail.com. Yeah. And uh, we'll get back. You know how we do it on the show. Thank you.
important time it has been with you on the World Cafe podcast today. Thank you for being there. You can catch me up on my social media handles, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all at Amakri Isoboye. Also, you can get copies of my books, A Cocktail of Words, The Color of Words, and my HR notebook on Amazon and on Robin Heights online bookstores. You can also subscribe to my YouTube page at the same address. Yes, till we see you again. Bye for now.